Hello, and welcome to the Your Personal Journey with Food podcast, hosted by Tracy Cromwell, your certified integrative nutrition health coach, precision nutrition health coach, pro coach, National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer and weight loss expert and international best-selling author. I am a recovered pre-diabetic, recovered yo-yo dieter, and recovered body loather. On my podcast, I will be discussing all areas of life that impact your health. That's home environment, physical activity, health, joy, spirituality, relationships, finances, creativity, social life, career, education, and yes, home cooking. I will also be bringing you experts from each of these areas of your life to help you create the ideal, healthy, and supportive relationship, not only with your food, but with yourself and therefore with your life. I appreciate you being here. Now let's get started. Good evening, everyone. Tracy here. Um, it's Tough Love Tuesday again. Oh my gosh, it just seems like last week that I was um, doing the show and this week went so fast. So very busy. Um, lots going on. Lots like lots of heat, like I said, <clears throat> in Seattle area. And I'm so happy that it has dropped down the temperature. Um, that was just brutal. I did not fare very well. I don't know about any of you, but, um, you know, I think when we're, we're not used to it, it makes it very, very difficult, um, to sustain, um, that hot environment. So anyway, um, it's tough left Tuesday. And today we're talking about overcoming digestive challenges. And, um, one thing I know for sure is that my lack of understanding of how my digestive tract functioned and worked caused me so much grief, um, so many symptoms, anxiety, bloating, distress. Um, you know, I was just so disassociated with what I was eating and how it affected me. And I guess I always thought of my digestive tract as just like, you know, I'm just going to put stuff down there and my body will do something with it. And whatever I don't use comes out in the toilet. And I just didn't realize how important, how important digestion was. And again, you're talking to somebody that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, wouldn't have thought I was a would become a health coach that I would be talking about stuff like this because I just was so disconnected. So if you're someone that's disconnected and I completely get it, um, I completely understand where you're at. And, uh, and I want to just give you some hope here that if, if you um, are disconnected from how your food affects you, how, how aspects of your life affect you, you know, um, I get it 100%. And so, so today, like I said, we're going to talk about overcoming digestive challenges. And if you're listening on the podcast, it's all recorded live. So I'm not in a soundproof booth. So anything can happen. And so just telling y'all that. And regarding the podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, definitely um, subscribe to it. All these shows are getting converted converted to podcasts. So you can go back and listen to them and all the great guests I've had on so far on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google, oh my gosh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the main ones um, you can um, listen in on the show. So I think that's all I got in terms of announcements. But yeah, so let's get into digestive health. So um, 
Gosh, when I was doing the research on this, it was very interesting. You know, a lot of the things I had learned already in school, but it was great to go back and um, read up on all of this. So uh, we're going to talk about acid reflux and, and gastroesophageal reflux disease, which is also called GERD. And so um, acid reflux is also known as heartburn, right? So, um, and basically... It's the result of acidic digestive juices from the stomach just backing up into your esophagus. And it can cause just lots of lots of distress and pain. And then the GERD is just more advanced um, chronic form of acid reflux. So you'll end up probably with acid reflux first, and then it can become chronic and turn into GERD. And stat, you know, oh my goodness, I didn't know this, but um, about uh, between four and 10% of adults um, experience symptoms of acid reflux or GERD on a daily basis. And in Western countries, up to 30% of adults experience symptoms weekly. That's per Dr. X. And so, you know, because of that, you know, we're going to go ahead and look into that more. So acid reflux and, and why do you get it, right? So um, one of my favorite um, doctors that I follow is Dr. Hyman. And he's the director of the Ultra Wellness Center and um, Cleveland Clinic um, Ultra Wellness Center. And uh, there's a whole series of causes, um, everything from what you're eating, um, your lifestyle, um, stress, smoking, caffeine, alcohol, um, bacteria in your gut, um, food sensitivities, all of these things really can trigger reflux, he states. And um, you know, here are some other leading factors that he talks about um, is, you know, eating right before bed. Um, these are physical things. So eating right before bed, um, eating just too much, right? <clears throat> um, um, if you're overweight, it can really push the stomach up, causing reflex because you don't have room for your stomach. Um, chronic stress can affect the nerves in your stomach. And this was um, really interesting. It, it can make it impossible to process food properly. And so this will cause food to go up, can cause food to come up into your esophagus instead of going down. But I do know some people with stress, they can have the opposite effect. Um, stress can just make everything flush right through the system and, you know, come out with diarrhea. So, but in this case, we're talking about the chronic stress that can affect, you know, you to regurgitate and have that acid come up into your esophagus. Um, and the other interesting part is because of this and which, with uh, stress, um, you get a loss of, mag of magnesium. And magnesium is needed to relax the sphincter at the bottom of your stomach that actually lets the food go down. And then also food sensitivities that um, may not be diagnosed. So you um, may have something that you're eating that is disrupting your system. And, and a lot of times that can be gluten and that can be dairy, um, eggs, you know, pretty much it everybody's different. So you could have a different food sensitivity that's causing um, digestive problems. And then back to um, bad bacteria or yeast growing um, in your stomach. Um, so if you've had, um, if you've been on a lot of antibiotics, which um, I know they're getting better at when they're not prescribing antibiotics for everything under the sun, but there's generations of people that had just been given an antibiotic for, you know, even if it was a viral infection. Um, some people have been on antibiotics, you know, most of their life. And so 
what that can do is really disrupt that bacteria in your stomach and in your gut, causing some serious problems. Um, if you've been on hormones, um, if you've eaten a lot of sugar and processed food, um, oops, that was me. <laughs> you could grow bad bugs in your gut and which I had bad bugs and then they ferment and can cause reflux. So, um, really interesting. And, um, you know, if you're not sure if you have some digestive issues, which I didn't know again, cause I was so disconnected with my body signals telling me things, but, um, the Mayo Clinic, um, gave some great symptoms here and that's, um, a burning sensation in your chest. So heartburn usually after eating is after eating might, might, and might be worse at night, but can, can be like chest pain. You can have difficulty swallowing. Um, you can have regurgitation of food, um, or sour liquid. Um, there's a sensation of that lump in your throat. So, um, that's, that's this, you know, daily, daily, um, GERD and acid reflux. And then if you have nighttime acid reflux, you might also experience what's called the chronic cough because your throat is so sore, um, from those acids coming up. You can have laryngitis, um, new or worsening asthma because of that and you know just disrupted sleep so those are some symptoms to look at um to help you decide gosh i wonder if i have it and i know some people that have um reflex at night just don't know it and um so it's really important to find out so there's uh great steps that you can do to overcome it so um so per dr mark hyman again um you know overcoming it and the complications caused by reflex and GERD um, are kind of systematic, I want to say. And so we'll take a closer look at what he recommends. So um, we'll be talking about our diets and food allergies coming up, lifestyle triggers, um, routines, lifestyle routines that aren't supportive, um, stress, supplements. And I'll just start with with diet. So what's recommended to help you with, with what you are eating? Because like I said, with me, I just told my body, it should just accept whatever I was putting down my, in my mouth and swallowing. And I just had no connection that there'll be cause and effect of that. So definitely you want to look at your food. And I know sometimes it's hard because you may not want to do the, the effort work of maybe removing those foods for a little while. So you can heal. And once you heal and you, you're able to reverse the, the diagnosis and things like that, then you can probably reintroduce these things. So when I say these things, just kind of, and you, and you're experiencing acid, acid reflux, or you think you have digestion problems, just know that, you know what, it's not forever. Okay. So, so before I get into specific food recommendations, we'll want to look at, again, the foods that could be exacerbating, um, the ex existing, acid reflux and the GERD symptoms. So um, you can find online, There's it's called Healthy GERD Diet. It's online resources that offers um, uh, really great information for GERD sufferers. And um, they've created a really good list here of things that we should, you know, look at um, if we have GERD. And so that's spicy foods. Um, so, and certain hot spices are known to irritate the esophagus esophagus and cause heartburn. Um, I know that would be a hard one for me to give up. I love spicy food. Um, 
but I would be willing to do it if I had to. Um, another big one, and you may have heard this word before, but it's the trans fats, um, trans fats and high fat foods. So, um, trans fats are basically unhealthy fats. They're just not good to put in your diet anyway. And you want to go ahead and, and remove those because they're hard to digest and, and they cause more acid production. And so, um, you'd have to watch high fat foods and, um, very hot food and liquid temperature. This is very interesting to me. So, um, they say that's best to let food and beverages cool a little before we consume them very hot. And sometimes you might think you want a really, really warm beverage to warm, you know, warm up on a cold day. It's better to have it just uh, a warm beverage. Um, so it's interesting. Um, it said that very hot substances have been linked to stomach and intestinal ulcers, which can intensify the symptoms of acid reflux. So that was interesting for me to learn that. Okay, and the next one I know is gonna be hard for some people, mint and chocolate, I'm sorry. Yeah, mint and chocolate are on the list um, of what foods you want to avoid when you're trying to get a hold of your acid reflux and GERD and to um, heal your, your body. So again, um, as with I'm learning and, and a lot of doctors state now, our bodies are amazing and they want to heal and, and repair themselves. So some of these things you'll be able to introduce back in once you are recovered. Um, you know, so back to peppermint and chocolate. So there's a there's chemicals in, in them that stimulate the release of stomach acids. And at the same time, they're stimulating acids. They are also relaxing the smooth muscle sphincter between the stomach and the esophagus. And then that results, that combination results in acid reflux and heartburn. And uh, the other thing is, is your own trigger foods. So you know, GERD and acid reflux um, can be very complex. And so everybody's body is different. So you want to pay attention to what's happening with you. Okay. So again, that's something I didn't want to have to do. I didn't have time for it. I didn't want to do it and um, let alone give up anything. And so, um, but it's really important to find out what your triggers are so that you can remove those items from your diet for a while and then um, have the opportunity to heal your body. So um, let's see, we're gonna talk about specific food items now. So one big one we hear a lot about in nutrition, you know, and um, through the diet industry is gluten. And, but gluten, um, is is connected to acid reflux so um because of a gluten allergy and, and an intolerance so you could have a gluten allergy a, a, an intolerance or a sensitivity which if undiagnosed can lead to inflammation and uh leafy, leaky gut syndrome with acid reflux and GERD and uh, Dr. Axe states a lot about that he has really great information on his website too about it so he recommends, you know, eliminating gluten um, for a trial period, just like almost all of these foods, we eliminate things for trial periods to see how our body responds. So, and you want to work with your doctor, your naturopath, your integrative doctor um, to help um, figure out if you do have a sensitivity for this. So 
wonderfully. I mean, the best part is there's there are diets out there, um, and more is known about how to have a very healthy gluten-free lifestyle. And when I talk about that, that's real foods, not junk food, gluten-free lifestyle. So, so everything I'm talking about is whole foods, real food, not junk food. Okay. So, um, a couple really, uh, popular diets you can look at for, um, for, for gluten-free, um, is paleo a paleo diet. And um, you can find out more about that on the paleo diet.com. And um, basically, in this one, you're eating, you know, healthy meats, um, again, real whole food meats, <laughs> um, fish, vegetables and fruits. And in this diet, you you would be leaving out grains, and most definitely you would be leaving out processed foods. Okay. And then there's also the Whole30, and it's a 30-day guided diet program, which I, it's great. I have, I have books on both these. I have the paleo books, and I've got the, the Whole30 books. And, you know, basically, it's talking about eating whole, real foods again. And um, the whole Whole30.com, you can go to that and get some great recipes and great guidance. But again, um, you probably, I don't know if you saw it, but I, I did a whole... Um, program on whole foods. And again, I, I want to reiterate a lot of these things that happen to us in our, and say our acid reflux and things are like that, our lifestyle. So whole foods. And so both of these diets are great ways to handle, you know, if you want to have help with recipes to help you know what you want to do and navigate through and, uh, and to try another, um, uh, great way to uh, look at things is um yeah reflex free eating so here are just some ideas um um is breakfast sometimes um you won't know what to do for breakfast if you're used to having a bagel or toast or things like that go ahead and hop over to marksdailyapple.com okay it's marks m-a-r-k-s marksdailyapple.com and there's recipes for um for for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And just some of them are like a salmon avocado Caesar salad is um, for lunch, um, some salmon chowder, grilled beef saute. Oh my goodness. Um, lemon sage chicken, lamb and sweet potato soup, Cajun salmon burgers, taco casserole. So there is everything. Where's my breakfast? Oh, oatmeal with fruit and nuts, um, squash leek shard frittata chia flax hot pudding, blueberry pancakes. So all that kind of stuff's available in terms of a recipe for you to try. And then also there's still some room for desserts. They've got some great recipes for desserts. Um, no baked cheesecake, dark chocolate. Now this one confuses me. Dark, dark chocolate Brazil nut coconut bars. I'm interested because chocolate's on the list of things to avoid. So Again, read further on that. I probably shouldn't have put that one in here, but, um, and then you've got frozen macadamia, coconut bars, stuff like that. So um, again, marksdailyapple.com are some great recipes that you can find. So that's what we talked about food, whole foods, eliminating some things that could be causing challenges, which is sugar, um, you know, get your gut bacteria in order, um, minimizing um, caffeine and other things, minimize overeating. Um, you may need to lose some weight so that your stomach has room to hold food, those types of things. 
So next we're going to talk about deep breathing. Um, so deep breathing can help you with stress. So stress again can really um, cause a great deal of problems for our digestive tract. So Dr. Axe can, you know, has uh, noticed some good exercise. Um, so you can do um, purse lip breathing. So you take a breath for about two counts, then you pucker your lips and exhale for four. So, you know, it's like you come in and then you exhale and really use that diaphragm, you know, to breathe. So when you're breathing, I like to teach people about um, breathing is um, a lot of times you can end up doing a, and the shoulders come way up high. So breathing's not in the shoulders, breathing keep down and breathing really you want to activate your diaphragm. So you can put a hand on your chest and the other on your belly. And as you breathe in deeply for about two seconds, your belly should stick out a bit. So breathe in and push that belly out a little bit and feel the, uh, the air expanding your, your stomach area and breathe out slowly through your lips. And so it's like the, and my belly expanded. And when I breathe out, my belly goes back in. Another one would be yoga breathing. And that's where you would um, um, place your right thumb over your right nostril as you breathe in the left nostril. And then you take your right ring finger and place it over your left nostril as you exhale and you switch sides, okay? And then, one of my absolute favorite, this is, um, I learned this from Dr. Weil and it's called four, seven, eight breathing. And that's when you breathe in, you're gonna um, breathe in for a count of four, you're gonna hold for a count of seven, and then you're gonna release for a count of eight. So we'll try that. We're gonna breathe in for four, hold for seven and out for eight. So, and again, I'm gonna breathe into my diaphragm. So I'm gonna go, and out for eight. And you do that like three times in a row. And just me talking about it and me doing a few of these exercises now, I'm, I'm even a lot calmer than I was. I was in a good mood and just was hyper, a little too hyper. <laughs> so anyway, those things can help with stress. And you wanna go ahead and practice these things because you know stress can, can really, um, the body doesn't know the difference. So we can be working on something from at work. We could have something really challenging in life going on, or we could be um, truly um, trying to escape a very um, dangerous situation, but our body doesn't know the difference. And then, so this is, this is a good piece of the puzzle for you to think about. So Dr. Tanya, she's a naturopathic doctor. She states that stress causes the body to draw blood away from the stomach um, to feed the muscles and the brain in situations where it perceives a threat. And so, and then, because therefore, you know, digestion is not an essential function in survival. All the blood flow leaves the stomach, allowing, um, allowing the esophageal sphincter to relax. So then the stomach acid can come back up, you know, into the esophagus causing heartburn. So I thought this was very interesting. So again, stress causes the body to draw blood away from the stomach. 
you know, to feed the muscles and the brain in situations where it's where um, the brain believes there's a perceived threat. So again, it doesn't know if just sitting at your desk working on a deadline uh, right after you eat lunch is not really stress that you need to get up and you need to run as fast as you can. So um, those breathing techniques are, are very, very helpful. Um, also, I would like to recommend if you're in that stress mode, you've got to get up and move your body. Sometimes I, I just got to burn that adrenaline out. And so I'll do some laps, I'll do some squats, I'll do some, you know, arm raises, something just to get the body moving to help those, you know, that stress hormone release. So it feels like it did what it was supposed to do. So if you find that you're agitated, and you're holding tension in your gut, and you're, you have acid reflex, try that, get up and move. Um, try the breathing exercises I just talked about. Um, you know, um, maybe invest some time in some yoga, yoga classes, meditation, massage, other things. I mean, we're all under stress. So it's not something I don't want you to uh, ever think because you're stressed. This is something I used to think. If I was stressed, that was bad. That meant I wasn't good enough. I wasn't a good enough person because I should be able to handle it. And it got me overweight and it got me pre-diabetic and it got me in a completely uh, backwards um, health spin. So, because I was afraid to acknowledge that I was completely stressed. So, um, take my word on this one. <laughs> and um, let's see. So now, um, you know, we have been programmed that, you know, why can't I just take a pill for my acid reflex? Um, why can't I just take a pill? Well, you can, but the, the challenge is that the antiacids um, that are used to neutralize our stomach acids, you know, they they um, they don't actually inhibit new acids from forming. So there's no long lasting relief. And then on the other hand, if you take acid blocking medicines, the proton pump inhibitors, they do inhibit um, acids and and suppress natural um, secretion. So um, the reflex defense um, ND, he states that um, suppressing acid secretion does bring temporary relief, but it's not, um, it does not work on addressing underlying causes of symptoms. So in other words, um, there's no end to taking the, the, the pills, if you don't deal with the cause and the reason you may have acid reflex, the reason you have GERD, you've got to deal with what is causing it? Otherwise, you're never going to be off of those. Never. You, 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 and and also, I, I understand that once you do get on those acid blockers, those proton pump inhibitors, you have to. If you just stop taking them, it, it's terrible. You, you have to wean yourself off, and that's where again, I would recommend working with an integrated doctor, your doctor, your naturopath to help you um, reverse that. But with anything, um, a little side note is if you have digestive problems and issues, if you have diabetes, if you have heart disease, um, if you have any chronic illness that is related to lifestyle, you can take a pill, you can do all that stuff. It just covers the symptoms. You've got to address 
the source of the pro of the issue. For me, I had to address the source of the issue is my behavior. It was my food. It was my not moving my body. It was me not caring about my body. It was me caring more about everything else and, um, and, and demanding from my body perfection, no matter what I put in it. So, you know, tough love Tuesday, you know, just so just taking a pill, you can do that if you want. But how about instead deciding to figure out the causes and start addressing those and really doing that kind of work? So, um, okay, so off back, back off tough love. <laughs> so there are ways you can try to, again, work with your doctor when you do this, if you are on, on these medications. But um, number one, fix your diet. Number two, work on your stress. Um, you know, figure out what's bothering your symptoms. Lose weight so that your stomach has the, the appropriate room it needs, you know, to do what it needs to do. But there are um, home remedies that you can, can use um, that uh, the reflex, reflex defense ND um, states and things you can, um, you can work on, you know, and utilize during, during your moments of um, reversing this um, chronic state that you may be in. So instead of taking an acid, or an acid blocking medicine, you know, talk to your doctor about trying some of these other, other um, um, home remedies. And again, it's by um, Dr. Group from the Global Healing Center. They recommend raw organic apple cider vinegar. I've heard of this for a long, long time. And so you can take one tablespoon of raw organic apple cider vinegar mixed in about four ounces of purified water before each meal. And this can help calm the stomach and support digestion. Um, so it's, it's a great fast acting home remedy for acid reflux. If you know, and again, I want you to work with your doctor with this. You can also um, utilize organic baking soda. So the bicarbonate is a wonderful product. Um, mix a spoonful in a glass of water, stir and drink before it stops fizzing and, um, organic aloe vera. It's commonly used to calm an upset stomach, diarrhea, and redness associated with bowel disease, such as ulcerative colitis. Inner aloe vera leaf gel supports digestion. It's just another great alternative, you know, for something for acid reflux. So there are other options. But again, I really recommend working on the source of the challenge. And then you can have these things to help as you, as you work your way um, out of acid reflux. One thing I, I love, and I actually use a, I use this as a protein powder as well, is soothing bone broth. Um, so uh, Dr. Axe um, is a proponent of this. So is Dr. Hyman and many of these integrative nutrition doctors. Um, you know, bone broth can, you know, it supplies amino acids, minerals, electrolytes, antioxidants, and collagen to help heal the gastrointestinal tract. And so um, you can make your very own from, and what I would do if I was gonna make my own bone broth when I do, it's from grass-fed um, organic um, meat, you know, animals and bones. I don't, I do not use conventional. I will not use conventional, um, you know, grown animals for bone broth. So you want to get high quality 
Um, if you're at the grocery store and you want to buy it, you got to watch out there too. It might say organic, it might say grass fed, and they put a ton of salt in it. So you've got to really, um, if you're going to buy it, you got to make sure you're buying really good quality stuff. So you can learn more about, um, you know, bone broth on drx.com. So it's A-X-E, D-R-A-X-E, Dr. X. And so very helpful. And um, gosh, for further reading, um, I think, gosh, am I there? Am I done? Yeah, we're done. Um, so I did cover a lot today. Um, you know, um, just consider it like really pay attention to what you're eating. If you're suffering from acid reflux, if you're suffering from GERD and bloating, all this pertains to you as, you know, as well, even if you're just bloating, you don't have acid reflux. Um, but um, really great websites you can go to. Um, gosh, again, drx.com. Um, he wrote a book called Acid Reflux Diet, um, Best Foods, Foods to Avoid and supplements that help. And that's on his website. Um, there's also the Celiac Disease Foundation. Um, go to celiac.org and learn more about um, celiac disease and uh, how gluten um, can affect those that are um, intolerant or insensitive or very much you know, allergic to it. Um, you can also go to, um, goodness here, um, Check out globalhealingcenter.com and also gerd-diet.com and look up uh, Dr. Hyman. So there's many great resources out there, even the Mayo Clinic. So, um, so again, as your health coach, I just want to reiterate again, um, you, you can go on masking symptoms and trying to cover symptoms for the rest of your life. And and live in an environment that's, that's, you know, where you are dependent on a prescription or you're dependent on other things in your life that make things uncomfortable. You can spend your life uncomfortable or you can find the source. You can figure out the source of your heartburn and your GERD and then allow your body the opportunity to recover. And so, so again, if, if you're, um, you know, listening to this and you're having a challenge thinking about having to give up something, having to give up certain food, alcohol, you don't want to give up smoking, you don't want to give up these things, caffeine, you know what? <laughs> Life is so much better on the other side. And sometimes it just means you've got to get that brain to buy in and understand and trust you and, and be willing to go on the journey to figure that stuff out. So, um, Again, you know, Ingrid and I, um, the co-author of my book, um, we wrote Your Personal Journey with Food, a roadmap for the confused and frustrated dieter. And we wrote it because that's what we were. We were both confused and frustrated. And we didn't know what to believe. We, we didn't know what information to believe. And um, we just felt, you know, lost. And so we we had both recovered from both of the challenges and the, the, the health issues we had had by doing steps like what I talked about today, by doing the steps, by learning about ourselves, figuring out our triggers, figuring out all that stuff. And sometimes, no, we didn't like it <laughs> at all. But I promise you on the other side, 
it is worth the journey, completely worth it. So with that, I'll let you go. Happy Tough Love Tuesday. And um, I look forward to seeing everybody again soon. And yeah, you know, start working on those digestive challenges. And um, if you need help, look me up on my website, tracycromwell.com and reach out and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Hello, I hope you enjoyed this recent podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Be sure to seek professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional, as this podcast is not a substitute for their professional care. Be sure to seek out a qualified medical practitioner that is right for you. And be sure to create a supportive team of licensed and certified care practitioners, health coaches, and trainers that can help you make the lifestyle changes you desire.